Hello, Bobby Schindler here with another installment of Bioethics Report. Uh, today we're uh, here to speak to you about the amazing story of Victoria I Arlene. Uh, this story surprised me. I did not, did not hear of it until it was actually published. And this is um, a young girl at the age of 11 years old was uh, struck with uh, two types of neurological diseases that put her in what doctors believed was a vegetative state in reality. It was learned later that she was in a locked-in state because for four years she was able to hear and was aware of her surroundings. She was able to see and saw her parents caring for her and the doctors treating her. And during this whole four-year period, she never gave up her will to live and was working every day to try and communicate in a meaningful way so that the parents and doctors knew that she was in there, so to speak. But it wasn't until four years later when she saw she was able to use her eye movement to indicate to her mom that she was uh, in there, in a manner of speaking. And it was then when uh, she started to progress and get additional uh, treatment where she eventually emerged and uh, was receiving rehabilitation where she got to the point where she was able to talk and eat and eventually she walked and was a participant and I believe won a silver medal in the Disability Olympics. And uh, I think today is uh, currently she's, um, uh, if I'm my understanding, is she's a uh, personality on ESPN. So this is an amazing story of this young woman and, and her journey uh, from what uh, was a, a poor prognosis from the doctors uh, and emerged into uh, an uh, amazing young girl and, and has accomplished uh, a lot in her journey. And there's many lessons to be learned here. Uh, but before I uh, speak to that, it, it does remind me of the Martin Pastora story. And again, it's why we always say where there is life, there is hope, because Martin was very similar to Victoria's story, although he was in a locked-in state for 15 years. And the same type of uh, story with Martin uh, was being told as as Victoria, where he was able to see and, and hear uh, people speak, but was unable to communicate with them and until he was able to emerge. And he actually wrote a book, as Victoria did, about their experiences. And the one thing uh, through all this, in both cases, they never, as I mentioned earlier, never gave up their will to live and worked every day uh, to try and uh, uh, communicate with their loved ones and uh, understood and and in, in a in a way that we probably don't understand or take for granted the preciousness the preciousness of life and also how family members don't give up on these loved ones and how we often see too many times where doctors and family members are quick to make the decision uh, many times based on a poor prognosis by f clinicians that they're not these loved ones aren't going to improve uh, really without giving them the opportunity or the treatment options to see if in fact they will respond to these treatments before they end in many cases uh, decide the end the end the, the lives of these loved ones so it, it's why we advocate for people in these situations those that are not dying and those that are able to receive basic care, food and hydration, whether it's through a feeding tube uh, um, or if in fact uh, there are cases even if a person is able to receive spoon feeding uh, based on their condition, uh, decisions can be made to uh, end care. So uh, we, we just continue to uh, uh, really emphasize how we all have 
a, a God-given dignity, and we should be treated that way, and killing uh, based on a quality of life, based on a poor prognosis, based on the fact that we might not want to be in a situation and have to care for these loved ones is no reason uh, to decide to end their lives. So please go to the website or to the internet or to, to uh, bobbyschindler.com. Uh, I was going to say and do a search on Victoria or go to my, uh, my site and look for the story on Victoria Arlene and also the Martin Pastora story and read about that and, and read how uh, we must not give up hope on these individuals. We must continue to advocate for them and do what we can to fight for them because uh, ending a, one life premature is, is one life too many. Um, so thank you uh, again for, for being here today and I look forward to my next installment of Bioethics Report.